What are your chances? Fair. What are your chances of getting out of here with that jacket on? Better than average. Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. Flat out like a lizard drinker. They say what? What? Shoot the dopey bastard! Oh, all right, two fleas arguing over who owns the dog they live on. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Hello, I'm journalist Frances Whiting, and this is the Evening Viewers with Paul Hogan podcast, celebrating the release of Paul Hogan's autobiography, which is called The Tap Dancing Knife Thrower. It's a cracker of a read about the extraordinary life of someone who sees himself as a very ordinary bloke. You'll find exclusive Paul Hogan stories, interviews, and the first extracts from his new book rolling out this month in papers and online in titles like The Sunday Mail, The Sunday Telegraph, and The Sunday Herald Sun. In this series, you'll hear Hogues and some of his closest friends, people like Delvine Delaney, Crocodile Dundee director Peter Feynman, and comedian Shane Jacobson, chatting about everything from his early years as a rigger on the Harbour Bridge, the real-life inspirations behind some of our favourite characters like Luigi the Unbelievable and Leo Wanker, why Linda Kowalski nearly fled the outback, his fight with the Australian tax office, and, in this short introductory episode, how hoax now living in lockdown in LA, really, really wants to come home. I asked Hoags what life in LA looks like today. Terrible. <laughs> um, lockdown. Yeah. Uh, it didn't worry me much being a hermit because I've enjoyed my own company and I've got, uh, I've got chance with them. But um, yeah, I miss all my friends and the uh, rest of my family. And... Uh, I can't wait to be able to move out of here at the moment. In lockdown, what are you doing? Obviously, your beloved cryptic crosswords. I've gone through all the books of cryptics that I've had that mm-hmm. the tended, family tended to give me over the years. Um, it's just sort of waiting now. It's not so. It's I find it's a lot tougher on Chance because he's, you know, he's at the social age and he wants to do his concerts and. Uh, and his bandmates come around and they're all sort of down in the mouth because they can't do the gigs. Um, for me, it doesn't. it's not so hard because I'm a hermit anyway. But, um, yeah, I can't wait for this stupid disease to go away so I can get out. Hogs, we, all, we, all, we know you will be home one day, but we also know you're um, happy to be there with your boy Chance as well. That's, that's, that's why you're there. Um, yes. Uh, when you do come home, Hoax, what are you most looking forward to? Oh, just being there. Being with, with friends and family. And they, there's an ambience there that you just, you can't just define. There's a, just a feeling that you have, that, that I get back in Oz that I can't get anywhere else. I'm here, here like out of paternal du- duty. Because my uh, my kid is is an American, um, he's a Yozzy, uh, Yank Aussie, but it, you know he went to school here. His friends are here. His band is here, and he's it's sort of like a, um, he, otherwise I'd pack up and move tomorrow. But once he's once this thing is over, and once he's settled himself, 
and, and can handle it, then I'm, I'm out of here in a flash. If he'd come with me, I'd be out of here tomorrow. Hogs, you do see yourself as an ordinary bloke, but at any point during the craziness of Dundee, did it go to your head? You know, I, I know that I've had, I'm so lucky, I've had a very uh, extraordinary life. Mm. It's not a normal sort of life. It's sort of like I've just stumbled into all sorts of extraordinary circumstances and things have happened around me and I've gone along with them. When I sit back and read, I thought, geez, you're lucky. What a life you've had. And that, and, and never complain about it because, as I've said, if, if I complain about it, a giant hand should come down out of the sky. And it might be Charlton Heston. Yeah. And smack <laughs> me down, you know, and say, what do you want out of life? You've had such a... Uh, a full, interesting, extraordinary life, and sort of like shut up and enjoy it. So it was, it was sort of nice to look at that and think, oh yeah, sort of, just remember all the good times. But I do that anyway. It's sort of, oh, you know, I, I'm sort of happy to be alive. I wake up in the morning and sort of, oh, I'm not happy to be here, and it's a heat wave, and <laughs> normal things annoy me. But you know, it's sort of overall, I'm sort of, I won the lottery. In our next episode of Evening Viewers with Paul Hogan, join Hoags, Strop, Rosie the Barmaid, Sergeant Donger, Leo Wanker, Arthur Dunger and Nigel Lovelace as Paul Hogan, Delvine Delaney and Peter Feynman, the director of both The Paul Hogan Show and Crocodile Dundee, tell us the stories behind the scenes. You'll hear Delvine's take on sexism, Peter's take on the logistical nightmares of some of the skits, and why it all began because of Paul Hogan's deep aversion to bullies. You can read more of Paul's extraordinary life in his autobiography, The Tap Dancing Knife Thrower, My Life Without the Boring Bits, out on October 29.